Welcome to another edition of Vinnie's Voices. My name is Natasha Belling. This podcast is an opportunity to showcase the extraordinary alumni from St Vincent's College and share their inspirational stories. Our guest today is Alice Gardel. Alice always dreamed of being an author, but it was a trip to Tanzania when she was a student at St Vincent's College that changed her life forever. After more than two years in corporate law, Alice wanted to follow her passion in human rights and she moved to Darwin in the Northern Territory to work as an Aboriginal legal aid lawyer. Alice is now at the forefront of international human rights law and works as a senior lawyer at the office of Amal Clooney after completing a master's at Columbia University. Alice says she treasures the wonderful education she experienced at Vinnie's, but is also thankful for the wonderful friends she met at school from all walks of life that continue to inspire and enrich her life. Alice, thanks so much for joining us for this special podcast. You graduated at St Vincent's in 2009 and have had this extraordinary career in the legal world. Did you always want to be a lawyer? That's a great question. Um, The answer is no. I (laughs) really wanted to be an author. I loved English Um, and I don't have any lawyers in my family, Uh, but I actually as part of um, my time at Vinnie's, I went to Tanzania to visit the School of St. Jude when I was 15. And uh, as part of that trip, we also visited the Rwandan Tribunal, which has been based in Arusha. And, you know, it's the first time I think I had seen lawyering in action, seen a courtroom. And I asked the woman there, you know, how would I get into something like this? And she suggested that I do a law degree. So yeah, 10 years later, um, I am a human rights lawyer. Um, I occasionally read uh, Rwandan tribunal judgments as part of my work. So it's all come full circle in a way. My gosh. Now, straight after you went to University of Sydney to do a Bachelor of Arts in law and tell us about your first job. My gosh, starting at the top. Yeah, I was really lucky. Um, I had the very great honour and privilege of working for Justice Margaret Beasley uh, when she was the president of the Court of Appeal and she's now the governor of New South Wales. So, yeah, it was an extraordinary experience to kind of start off my career um, with such an incredible female mentor uh, and to be really seeing, I think as well, the other amazing thing about that job is not only getting a chance to work super closely um, with Justice Beasley and understand how she sees lawyering but you're also watching her reactions to kind of the best lawyers in New South Wales um, and how their advocacy skills and their courtroom skills are being received so it's a very good lesson for a young lawyer to understand kind of what what good looks like really. What lessons did you learn with uh, watching someone like Justice Beasley and having her as an extraordinary mentor? I mean, I think Justice Beasley is such a clear example of somebody who has really gone up against um, a huge amount. I mean, if you look at the legal industry, I think it's just one of traditionally and and still today is a very gendered, very male dominated Mm -hmm. um, industry. And, you know, Justice Beasley used to tell stories about she had to sew her own um, ropes because they didn't have um, a female version when she when she went to the bar. So I think she's someone who has just demonstrated a huge amount of bravery in the face of what was a really, really uh, male-dominated environment. And, you know, Justice Beasley, actually, she grew up kind of around the corner from where I grew up. So, yeah, I think she's just an example of somebody who has 
really succeeded in a system that may have been pitted against her. In regards to St Vincent's College, we all feel incredibly blessed to have such a wonderful gift of education, Alice. For you, what did it mean for you going to St Vincent's College? Because it seems that you have really followed that passion for social justice, which was certainly uh, encouraged at St Vincent's. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, you know, Vinnie's really, there's a few values, I think, coming out of Vinnie's that I really um, took on. One of those is, of course, social justice. You know, I think that my conception of what social justice is has changed and evolved um, as I've continued on with my career, but it definitely had its had its roots in my time at Finney's. And I'm, you know, very, very thankful that I got the chance to, to go to Tanzania and um, to do a bunch of other things at Finney's that really inspired that. And I think something else that's really impressive um, about Vinny's is just the way that it views community, I think. You know, for me, I got the train to school, I lived an hour away, and uh, Vinny's was always very proud to be part of, you know, the King's Cross community. Um, and I think it could have been really different and perceived really differently, but instead it was kind of, you know, perceived as a really positive thing to be part of that kind of quirky, um, diverse community. So I was, I was lucky to kind of have that as my introduction to more exciting parts of Sydney in the world. Alice, for you, you were a corporate lawyer for about two and a half years before going to Darwin to work as an Aboriginal legal aid lawyer. Tell us about that experience. I lived in Darwin for a little under a year and I was working at NAJA, the North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency as a criminal lawyer. So I was in court almost every day uh, and we would be in court in Darwin and then Roughly once a month, you would fly out in a small plane to communities and have court out in community, and which is a huge privilege, you know, as someone not from those communities to be invited in and to be able to support is just, yeah, it's it's an immense privilege. It's also, you know, um, Aboriginal justice in the Territory is a really challenging area to work in. Uh, there is just a huge amount of over-incarceration of Aboriginal mm. people. Um, you know, they're the most incarcerated people on this planet, um, which is just a horrifying statistic. And I think that there's so much to be done and so many more Aboriginal voices that we need to listen to and amplify. So, you know, it was a challenging experience in what is a system really set out to be hugely difficult for Aboriginal people to overcome. Um, but I also think being up in Darwin, being up in community, you just get such an amazing um, insight into the resilience, you know, the power, um, the culture of Aboriginal Australia. And it's something I think that we should be increasingly thinking about, um, super proud of and trying to amplify to the extent that we can. So it was an amazing time. Um, I'm super lucky to have done it, but it's also a really, really complicated challenge that I hope we continue to work on and improve. I was lucky enough to work in Darwin as a journalist at the ABC, Alice as well. It certainly opened my eyes to a whole complicated, broken system, especially in regards to the incarceration of Indigenous Australians. Did it change your perspective about where the system is broken? Absolutely. I think it affirmed a lot of things that I had felt But I think that um, it affirmed a lot of things that I felt, but I was nonetheless shocked by how awful the system was for Aboriginal people. 
how awful our criminal justice system was working and just how poorly it was working to truly rehabilitate people. Uh, it's extremely punitive. It is so hard, you know, for people to be in custody and it's not helping. I think that's the critical thing that I, it really inspired me to think is just that our criminal justice system as it stands is a system of punishment um, rather than justice. And there was so much more that I think communities wanted and victims wanted um, that they weren't able to get out of the system. You know, and I since then have been have been really fortunate to to study, um, to do a master's that kind of focused on these areas and focused on thinking about how we could reimagine a criminal justice system that really centers healing and restoration. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and I think uh, you're right, it is just this enormous problem and there are answers, but um, we're really not at a place yet where they're being heard on a grand scale. And Alice, tell us about your experience with that master's at Columbia University. What an extraordinary experience. Yes, it was. It really, really was. So I was lucky enough to go to Columbia University in New York on a Fulbright scholarship. And so it was a big change moving from Darwin um, to Manhattan. Slight change. (laughs) Yeah, slight change. Um, But I was so lucky. My master's sort of focused on a couple of things. One is what we were just talking about, racial justice and, you know, reimagining in a criminal justice system. And as part of that, I, you know, had a client who was on death row, incredible incredible young man I got to um, spend a lot of time assisting and speaking to and then the other kind of part of my master's was very focused on international law and human rights so I was very fortunate one of my professors was Amal Clooney uh, and she's now actually my my boss Um, but it was an amazing time to kind of learn from her and learn from I think a lot of people in the U.S. who have been thinking about things that we could really be applying in Australia in a really exciting and innovative way so it was a super amazing experience to kind of be over there and be in the thick of things uh, and be hearing about all these exciting things that hopefully we'll be able to apply in Australia. Alice, as you just mentioned, you are now a senior lawyer at the office of Amal Clooney. Tell us what it's like working for such an extraordinary human rights lawyer. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I have only wonderful things to say about Amal. She is just the hardest working person I have ever met. And I have met a lot of very hardworking people. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, something that Amal really brings to her lawyering and something that I hope, you know, to aspire to as well is just a real practicality and a real focus on the people that we are seeking to support and assist. And I think that, you know, international law and human rights law can be very kind of pie in the sky, very abstract. Um, And what's exciting about working with Amal is that she is very brave in the decisions she makes. Um, She's very hopeful about the state of the world and being able to change things. And she's very closely connected to the people that she is seeking to help. So I couldn't couldn't ask for... um, a better mentor or a more exciting role right now. Is there at any stage, Alice, you sit back and just for a moment pinch yourself thinking, oh my gosh, in 2009, I was sitting there as a year 12 student walking out of the gates at Rockwall Crescent and now I am working for a human rights lawyer, Amal Clooney? Absolutely. Yes, of course. (laughs) I, you know, I never thought I'd get into law school and then I did. And then 
you know, all through law school, you're told constantly that there's no way that you are ever going to become a human rights lawyer. You know, you'll just be another corporate lawyer, um, which is absolutely fine if that's what you want to be, but it's not what I wanted to be. And I'm sure if you told year 12 me that this was what, how everything would turn out, I definitely would not <laughs> believe you. So I'm very lucky. Talking about year 12, Alice, what advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now, your experience, your life lessons? What would you say to your 18-year-old self sitting at that desk at St Vincent's right now? Oh, I mean, I think I would say to year 12 me um, that to follow my gut instinct. You know, as I said, mm. I'm I'm not from a family of lawyers. You know, I didn't think I would, I would end up where I am now. Um, and I don't even really know why I was so stuck on this idea um, of being a lawyer. So, yeah, I think I w- it turned out to be right and I turned out to kind of just follow, keep following the things that I really love doing. I mean, I also think another thing that um, Year 12 Me did that I think has been really fantastic and, and sort of Vinny's inspired that I think has been really lovely um, in my life and in my career is I think that Vinny's for me was really, there was a real focus on well-roundedness. You know, yes. I am... An extremely nerdy 30-year-old. I was a very nerdy 13-year-old, <laughs> and you know, my parents didn't want to send me to a school that was just about academics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think that was a great decision. And you know, I think about my friends from Vinnie's who I'm still in very close touch with. You know, my closest friend at Vinnie's, she's an actress. She lives in Hollywood. We have just completely different lives. Um, and yeah, even uh, uh, many of my other friends as well from Vinnie's, you know, none of them are, are doing anything close to what I'm doing. And it's wonderful when we catch up because we learn so much from each other and we value each other all the more um, for having these different interests. So I think, you know, those were my those were year 12 Alice's friends and the closest people in my life aside from my family. And I, I think that was absolutely the right call to, to kind of have this um, group of friends who are all interested in very different things because it has meant that, you know, my, my life now and my friendships now are all the richer for um, the differences that, that we have. So incredibly well said, Alice, because some of my best mates today are still the great boarders I was lucky enough to go to yeah. at Vinnie's with. It's the friendships that make such a big difference. And you're right in saying they're from all different walks of life, which makes you a better person because you see the world through different eyes. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm just, you know, I'm constantly amazed and so proud of my Vinnie's girlfriends um, for going on to do really different things that all suit them in a really unique way. I mean, I was chatting to my friends on my Vinnie's friends on Zoom on Saturday and, you know, one of them is a women's health physio. She assists postpartum pregnant women another is running her own business as a dietitian you know one just had two kids and others working in private equity one of the most male dominated industries again in Australia and all just happy and killing it and I'm just extremely um proud of of all the decisions they've made and how lucky we are that we're still friends And we're very proud of you and all that you have achieved in such an extraordinary career so far. And there's more exciting times ahead. Alice, thanks so much. No, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. 
The views expressed by Alice today in this podcast are her own. Vinnie's Voices is an initiative of the St Vincent's College Foundation celebrating 30 years of connecting supporters and amplifying our spirit. For further information on St Vincent's College, the College Foundation, or to continue listening to Vinnie's Voices, please go to the college's website www.stvincents.nsw.edu.au or follow us on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn.